This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are here. Second hour is upon us. Myself, Richard Battle, joining me now as he does on Wednesdays at 4 o'clock. Richard, welcome. How are you, sir? John, we're doing great. Thank you for having us with you again. Always enjoy it very much. And a question, because you always wonder this, topic of today, are we returning to the Old West? Yes, and uh, when I was watching an old Western recently, and I love old Western movies, Me too. I started looking at the a symmetry with what's going on today versus what went on then and how civilization progressed in the old West. And when we watched those shows, we'd have people go into a town, there'd be all kinds of uh, lawlessness and chaos. And then there'd be a law enforcement officer show up and start to tame the town. Right. And then laws would show up and then they'd start a church and then they'd start a school. And the next thing you know, they had a civilized town. And as we watch our culture right now, it dawned on me, we're having a civilization in reverse go on right now because mm-hmm. law enforcement attacked, our laws are attacked, yep. our churches and schools are attacked. Everything is being unwound at civilized communities in our country, and we have to stop that and turn it back the other direction. And unfortunately, I say that, unfortunately, you are correct. I wish you were wrong here, Richard, but you are correct. You are also correct in the fact that we've got to turn this tide. And you and I both know that, you know, defunding the police and all these different things that, that a lot of folks out there want to see happen is, is, is by no means the answer to what's going on right now. In fact, it needs to be quite the opposite. Well, yes, and uh, one just astonishing example, uh, the administration in Washington gave a $158 million contract that can be renewed to 2027, which would be a billion dollars to an organization called VERA, V-E-R-A. And they are a Soros-funded group, and mm-hmm. their main mission is to defund the police. But this contract is going to pay them to counsel illegal alien minors on how to avoid deportation. So our government, this is just one minor example, is funding our destruction of our civilization with that particular contract. So you and I's tax dollars are literally going to help those that are doing things illegal from avoiding prosecution. Well, yes, and not only that, but the organization is going to be able to use those millions of dollars 
to do additional defunding of the police Unreal. and other activities on top of it. So to me, when I saw that, it was one of the most infuriating yeah. examples of how wide open our border is and how our yep. federal government is at war with us. Yep, and, and you are correct in saying that. And again, folks, this is our, you, mine. If you are a net taxpayer, which a lot of folks are, Richard, especially those that listen to this program, if you're a net taxpayer, those are your dollars doing that. Well, yes, and that, that's what's so bad because our government's supposed to help us and help us become a better country long term, not fund the undermining of our civilization. When it comes to um, you know this unwinding, I guess you could say, of the progress we've had for years and years and years in this country, and I think, by the way, your your example of the old West is is just fantastic because that's you'd, you'd see it in the movies back then, and that's exactly what happened you know they they would uh you know they get on the wagon trail uh they would pretty much you know they'd, they'd leave in a covering wagon there'd be x amount of them together they'd get out into different areas and you know and you and i both know richard some of those wagon trains never made it to their destination or if they did it was a vast vast lower number than the ones that started out because of everything from you know killings from bandits and and indian tribes at that time to pestilence, to disease, to you know, sometimes the infighting among themselves, you name it, in a lot of cases, they, they never made it. And, and by the way, some of that was because of the lack of the rule of law, even amongst themselves, that was to their own demise, right? Well, that's correct. And, of course, the, the wagon master was like a captain of the ship on the ocean, and he was the only law there. And so that was very important as well as they, they went along that. And so they basically had to civilize a community as they built it. Great point. And, of course, then you had local rule in the community uh, that the state and federal government were almost non-existent, except maybe if the cavalry showed up to help them in something. And so all of the law was administered locally. I think the other thing, too, that's important to – to mention here, which I think a lot of times we forget. I mean, it's been many, many moons ago. A lot of us, you know, unless you go back and either, you know, watch a movie or read history along those lines, we also forget, Richard, which, again, very similar to what we have going on today, but was handled differently then, is those wagon trains consisted of people from all different walks of life. In other words, their history and what country they even came from and the quote-unquote rule of law they were used to may have been vastly different from what they were experiencing out on the wagon train. Am I correct? Well, that is true. They did come from many different backgrounds, and people went for different reasons, whether they wanted to ranch or be a shopkeeper or whatever their profession was that they wanted to do. And their their justice was swift because they knew that they had to deter people from committing crimes as they were on the wagon train as well as in the community. And mm-hmm. So what we see in places like San Francisco today, where we see these animals basically going yep. into stores yep. and rifling through stores and taking merchandise out, that would not have been tolerated at all. They would have been dealt with on the spot. And that's another example of how we're letting criminals take over society 
and turn it into a lawless western town, if you will. Yep. And, and the reason I brought that up and, and where my point going with that was, Richard, and you're correct in everything you just said, is I saw some tweets recently, and I realized that on Twitter there's a lot of bots and things that maybe aren't even real people tweeting, and I understand that. But, but you know, case in point, I saw situations where what you just described – people getting on Twitter basically making excuses for some individuals because of their quote-unquote past history or the fact that they were deprived or the fact that, you know, they were, you know, because of their race, they were not treated correctly, you know, even from eons past. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, time out. That's not how we did things in the Old West in the wagon train example we're giving right now. No, everybody, no matter what your background was, had to abide by the same law. We've reversed that today to where if you've had a bad background, Richard, you get a pass. Well, yes, that's exactly right. And for thousands of years until the last few years, we have to adjust to our community and society. And if we had a bad upbringing it wasn't society's fault. We had to adjust and learn how to live within society, and people did, and that was what the expectations are. Now, society's expected to bend over for every person's yep. uh, bad upbringing, poor upbringing, whatever the situation was, it gives them a get-out-of-jail-free card to act however they want to because they had some deprivation uh, as a kid. I always kid people about... I wanted to go back to my parents and tell them how I was deprived because I didn't have a theme in my bedroom. My theme was white walls. That was all it was. And, you, know, you and I grew up in the same home, Richard. That baby shower one one time, and uh, I was asked, well, what's the theme for the kid? I said, theme, what do you mean? And I, they told me, I said, well, I never had a theme. I must have been deprived. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so exactly. The expectations today of what people have and – Simple things like having birthday parties every year. I can remember having one birthday party growing up. Mm. And, and most kids I knew may have had one birthday That's right. party growing up. And That's right. so the kids today are given so much, and they're so entitled. And I'll, I'll give you another example that drove me crazy. A few years ago in the corporate world, they're doing seminars about how to manage millennials. And the whole premise is is that corporations need to adjust their processes and management to millennials, which I believe is 180 degrees off. I believe millennials need to go into companies, learn the culture, learn the policies, and adapt to the companies, not the other way around. And so we see these woke companies now because they have mm-hmm. been over for these woke millennials coming in and dictating to them. One other thing you've got in the notes, which it didn't, by the way, this didn't happen on purpose. It's just the way things work sometimes. So, you know, you gave me notes a little bit later today. Normally, by the way, you give them to me on Mondays. I'm not, not complaining, but just show you how things work. So early this morning I woke up because my son had texted me late, late last night. And what he texted me on was a lady giving a seminar to basically, or an interview, I should say, uh, on the seminar she does to CNN about the state's and states' rights versus versus the federal government. And one of the things that's in our notes today is talking about how we have turned to the feds literally for every single thing. And the point I'm getting at here, Richard, is this particular lady and what she was telling CNN is the way our country was founded and the way our Constitution was set up is our states 
are sovereign and have rights. And they were set up originally just like other countries around the world would have been set up with their own leadership, their own laws, and so on. And they came together to form the federal union, not the other way around. And we have forgotten that, by the way. Well, that's exactly correct. And as I say, since 1913, especially when they started the direct election of senators, Washington has grabbed power more and more. Yep. We used to see presidents like Kennedy and Reagan who would inspire individuals to go seek their dreams and that the government would set up and make it easier for people to pursue all their dreams because we knew if everyone achieved their dreams that the country as a whole would be better. Mm-hmm. We see no politicians in Washington on either side of the aisle trying to inspire people right now. They're in an arms race trying to tell us what they're going to do for us if we vote for them. And that's the wrong way. We need to be more independent and take care of ourselves or be taken care of locally or at the state level. And the federal government needs to be the last resort for assistance. You've got notes in here, too, about, you know, our troubles are self-inflicted by how we respond to the success and ambitions of self-centered men and women utilizing power for themselves, much to what you were just talking about a moment ago. Then you've got three things you say about, I believe. Would you share those with us? Well, yes, and I talk about where civilization thrives, evil is constrained by law and order and self-defense, and where civilization diminishes Evil roams freely, set loose by those who believe it doesn't exist. Mm. And troubles contain the seeds of future success, if gleaned. Mm -hmm. And we see that today. We see politicians act like evil doesn't exist or excuse it. And so we need to take these troubles that are here, glean what we can learn off of it, and reinstitute what worked that make us have a peaceful law and order civilization. Oh, so good. com is the place to go. You can also find him on our website and all of the different episodes we've had with Richard in the past. You can find those at RushToReason.com. But Richard, as always, I appreciate it. Uh, timely, by the way, how this fitted in together with some of the things my son and I were you know, texting back and forth on as well. And it's a reminder that uh, we need the rule of law and we need to make sure that it is applied equally and not partially depending upon who you are. Absolutely. Good stuff, Richard. Thanks, as always, man. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. God bless America. Have a great night, Richard. And up next, it's Roof Max, and that's Roof Max of Aurora, Dave Hart, and uh, his new name will be Roof Savers of Colorado. $250 off right now of a roof-saving application through Roof Max. Call Dave and find out exactly how that would work and whether or not he can add life to the val- or add value and life to your current roof 303-710-6916 or find him at rushtoreason.com rejuvenation protects your roof from colorado's weather where a replacement doesn't the snow is all melted and the high winds are dying down and it finally feels like summer with the snow gone you can see damage on your neighbor's roof from fallen branches and other damage from intense wind thank god you got roof rejuvenation with dave hart from RoofMax. luckily you got your roof rejuvenated at a fraction of the cost of a full replacement it gave you a 33 percent increase in hail protection and reactivated your seal strips so your shingles stayed on even in high 
high winds. Your RoofMax rejuvenation restored the strength and flexibility to your roof, meaning fallen branches didn't damage it. Not to mention it makes your roof more water repellent, so snow and rain are even less likely to leak into your home. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax for a safe, effective, and cost-effective alternative to replacing your roof at 303-710-6916. And make sure to mention John Rush at KLZ 560 AM. Affordable interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers will join me tomorrow as he does on a monthly basis, gives an update of what's going on on the market and in the mortgage side of things. But if you have any questions for Kurt, give him a call today, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Metro Pavers has a fantastic opportunity for Class A or B commercial dump truck drivers, offering competitive wages, advancement opportunities, health insurance, paid vacation, and performance bonuses. This is the right company to work for. Qualifications for the job include a valid Class A or B commercial driver's license, a professional attitude, hard working, and the ability to work overtime as needed. You must be able to pass a DOT physical and have a clean motor vehicle registration over the last three years. Metro Pavers built its reputation as a premier asphalt and paving company that has excelled in the greater Denver metro area for multiple generations. The ideal candidate has good communication skills, accountability and experience, safely loading, unloading and securing equipment. Take advantage of this opportunity by visiting MetroPaversInc.com. That's MetroPaversInc.com. And tell them KLZ sent you. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, listener Joe, Jersey Joe, sent me this. Again, I did not know what we were going to talk to Richard about today until, honestly, till about mid-morning. Uh, usually Richard's uh, really good about sending me different things that we're going to talk about, and he and I kind of go back and forth on the topics, and today it just he had, he had just forgot to push send on Monday. But it's ironic how things work, because even before Richard sent me anything about the topic of today, Joe had sent me an article. I'd seen it anyways, but Joe sent me an article about Walnut Creek, California. This goes along, by the way, exactly with what we were just talking to Richard about. 80 people in 25 cars blocked the street in front of a Nordstrom's, ransacked the store, stole tens of thousands of dollars of merchandise, and then fled before the police arrived. Joe's words are, sure sounds like defund the police movement is achieving the intended outcome. Now, it's ironic, and I don't believe in coincidence, just the way things work at times. It's ironic that I slipped in 
that article from Joe that he sent me right after Richard today, not knowing what Richard was going to talk about when it comes to have we now gone back to the old wild, wild west again. Um, in Walnut Creek, California, I'm guessing they had hoped, Nordstrom's anyways, had hoped the sheriff would have showed up on time on the, you know, or, you know, the Lone Ranger on Silverhead showed up in time to keep these uh, 80 people from stealing basically everything inside the store. Folks, this has got to stop. I, I know that's California, but if you think we're immune from that here in Colorado, in some of our areas here in the Denver metro area, think again. We are not immune from this here in Colorado. And there's this old saying, in the car world at least, but I think it's true, Charlie, even when it comes to different styles and so on. What starts on the coasts typically works its way inland. So if there's a particular trend, use a car example. You know, back in the day, people would lower their cars. Well, that started on the West Coast, and pretty soon it worked its way inward. Well, here's my point. This is Walnut Creek, California. If you think it's going to stop there and not work its way through other major cities across the country, think again. If these thugs watch someone in California get by with it, what, what makes you think they're not going to do that here in Colorado? And I say thugs on purpose because that's what they are. These are criminals. These are thugs. Again, folks, I mean, I'm, I know I'm old-fashioned. I grew up in a time where it didn't matter whether the front door of the store was locked or not. Didn't matter whether somebody's home was locked or not. Didn't matter whether somebody's car was locked or not. If it didn't belong to you, you don't mess with it. Period. I don't care who owns it. I don't care what evil, quote-unquote, corporation you think own, owns it. You didn't mess with it. That included, by the way, stealing from even Charlie back when we were kids— you didn't even steal from the Coke machine. In fact, I, I can remember a time where two Cokes came out of the machine and you figured out a way to give the Coke guy money when he came to show up because you got too many. And Charlie's, Charlie's nodding his head at me because he agrees. Yes, that's what we did as kids. I, I guess those days are gone, to, to Richard's point a moment ago, Richard Battle's point. Again, I want to read this. I mean, to me, as I read this headline, I just thought, you've got to be kidding me. 80 people, 25 cars, block the street where no one can come and go, and these folks go in and ransack a Nordstrom's. This is just unbelievable, in my opinion. Should not be happening in the United States of America. Thuggery has just run amok. And yet, we do see situations where good guys with guns stop things from happening, i.e. Indiana in a mall. Despite what the left will tell you, yes, good guys with a gun still stop things. Now, of course, that, that article you may or may not even seen. Depends on what news you watch and where you're looking, because you may not have even seen an article about that at all. It existed. It did happen. And a good guy with a gun stopped a gentleman that, by the way, they found stuff on his laptop and his cell phone in a bathroom left at the mall. His, his uh, laptop was left in his oven, by the way, inside of his home. They found it before it was disintegrated by said oven. But this guy was on a rampage to kill all sorts of people in the mall. He killed three. Was it killed or injured three, Charlie? I can't remember if it was killed or injured. But three people were either injured or killed until, he, until the good guy with a gun stopped him. 
Which, by the way, this was a mall where you were not supposed to have a gun there at all, but the good guy with the gun still did what he was supposed to, took a gun in and stopped this madman. That's how it's supposed to work, folks. Again, you'll see nothing in the press, the mainstream media, about what I just talked about, the story I just gave you. You won't find it. Why? Doesn't fit what they want you to know. No, all they want you to know is the crazy whatever guy with the AR-15 did X, Y, and Z. That, that's all they're going to report on, not the story I just gave you. Joel, Joel Gilbert will join us here in just one moment. We're going to talk about Michelle Obama and his new documentary, so don't go anywhere. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage expert. That's what he does. It's the only thing he does. 303-467-7821. A satisfied Bruce Simmons client. I first started listening to him probably about three or four years ago. The first show intrigued me, so it got me to the point where Bruce explaining things, you know, I felt like I could trust him. I decided, because I was also searching for financial planners, and he was talking about the possibility of using a HECM or, a re- you know, other reverse mortgages for, as a fourth leg to your, to your retirement planning. You know, it's a fourth leg to stand on if you really need the cash flow, you know, which is what my case was. I really need the cash flow because I don't have all that much saved. He didn't sugarcoat anything. For someone like me, I just thought, you know what, this is making more and more sense to me that he was just as ethical and as upstanding as they come. Hi, Bruce Simmons here with Reverse Mortgage Radio. I can answer your reverse mortgage questions. Visit klzradio.com reverse to learn more. Golden Eagle Financial, that reverse mortgage might also play into your future financial plans. Find out if that's the case with Al Smith. Don't forget the seminar he's got coming up where he'll buy you dinner at Ruth Chris. That's next week, Tuesday, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Call 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique. And that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Folks, Gino's Auto Service over in Littleton, 35-plus years of business Actually, 38 plus years. I think it's getting close to 40 by now, by the way. It's 39. And uh, I tell you what, it takes, a, it takes a lot to be in business that long, and you've got to be honest and treat customers correctly, and that's what they do. 303-794-6700. That's genosautoservice.com, and Genos is with a J. Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado, 
Colorado Auto Care will back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Thanks for joining us. Joel Gilbert joining us now. As I said yesterday, we're going to do our best to have him with us, and we do now. Joel, welcome back. Rush to Reason. Been a little bit since we've talked, but how are you, sir? Great. Great to be here. Thank you. Always enjoy it. You've got a a new film out, Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power. Tell us about it. Well, this film is, uh, on the one hand, I make the case that Michelle Obama is running for president in 2024. She's been running for a while. You can just look at her Twitter account. She's following the exact same path as Barack did to become president. Uh, Barack had an organization called Project Vote. Mm -hmm. Michelle has something called When We All Vote. Barack Obama was the keynote speaker for John Kerry back in 2004. Keynote speaker slot they set aside for the person they think will be the nominee at the next convention. Sure enough, Michelle was the keynote speaker for for Joe Biden at the 2020 uh, Democrat virtual convention. And lastly, Barack based his candidacy on his personal story, his best-selling book, Dreams for My Father. Michelle wrote her best-selling book, sold 10 million copies, Becoming, in 2018. So I see her following the same path as Barack. She's the number one Democrat, most uh, loved Democrat. And uh, I make the case, not only in this film, but I do a whole deep dive into her, her history about what she did in her, in her youth, her college, going back to work experience in Chicago. And it turns out Michelle Obama is not who anybody thinks she really is. So who is she? Well, she's not the, uh, the person that you see on the Glamour magazines and, you know, uh, who, who is a champion of... of uh, minorities and a champion of women and all these things. Uh, in fact, Michelle spent her life running away from the black community in, in her childhood, in her edu- all her high school education, elementary school. And then I chronicle in the, in the book and the film how she uh, worked for the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Richard Daley, as assistant planning commissioner, and she was in charge of knocking down the projects, made about mm-hmm. 20,000 blacks homeless. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to work for the University of Chicago Medical Center where she headed up something called the Southside Health Collaborative, where they actually prevented Southside blacks from coming and uh, using the emergency room at the University of Chicago. They actually dumped them. It was illegal, called patient dumping, mm. in these crappy clinics. Mm-hmm. So we find out Michelle is someone who ran away from the black community, who sold out the black community in her professional career. And as a politician, she pretends to be one of these ordinary black folks that she spent her life uh, exploiting. So there's a whole different story of who she really is that you get from this uh, film and the book. Well, and there's no doubt, and Joel, we've seen this when it comes to, you know, Barack and Michelle both. They may have at one time been, uh, how do I want to say this, uh, you know, sort of regular folk, although I'm not sure that's even the right way to say that because they've always had sort of somebody, in my opinion, behind them, propping them up, pushing them forward, and so on. I'm not sure they even understand what regular folk even are, but the reality is since they went to the White House and ever since, they are about as co- about as far from common as it gets. Yeah, that's true, and that comes out in the film quite a bit. When I just did a uh, world premiere at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., and everybody said, 
wow, 80% of this they had no idea about the real background of Michelle Obama. Her father, for example, was a precinct captain for the Democrat Party machine in Chicago. His job was to make people get out and vote for the, you know, for the Democrat elites. Uh, and Michelle grew up not only as a, a child of a precinct captain, but also mm. she kind of grew up in Jesse Jackson's house. She was best friends with his mm. daughter, uh, Santita. Did not know that. Yeah, so she's been around politics her whole life. She's a very, very political person. She's actually a better speaker, a better politician, and comes off more authentic than Barack ever did. So I'm, I'm convinced that uh, she's been preparing to run for president, and, and this uh, film and book uh, tell the whole story. You can see the film a live stream or get the DVD. It's on SalemNow.com okay. or the book on Amazon.com. Question, and we've been talking about this on the, on my program here for a while now. And and I, by the way, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I I don't know that you know there were people saying she was going to run against even you know Biden back in in 2020. I did not think she would, and turned out I was correct. She did not. I think the problem the Democrats have right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, not only are they priming her, or is she actually, in, in, in my opinion, priming herself, but the reality, Joel, is who else do they have? Yeah, exactly. Uh, she is the best-loved Democrat. She can run on nostalgia. She'll say, well, remember the Obama years, yep. how, much you, how much you loved it, and right. Barack, and uh, you know, we're in the White House. And, uh, so she can kind of transcend all of the policy failures and just say, oh, I want to bring us back together, and any poll said, oh, you know, she's ahead by 10 points in every swing state. It's kind of believable because she's so popular. And that's what uh, the media did for her for about 15 years. They just gave her so much uh, free, yep. positive media, and yep. no one ever looked at her. So in this film, in this book, I really look at her whole history. We find out she was best friends with Bernadine Dorn, of all people. People remember that name. She was the head of the Weather Underground oh, yeah. and the SDS. Uh, Michelle worked with her at a law firm. Her and Barack had dinner with Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers, husband and wife, uh, for years, uh, once a week. So there's a whole history of Michelle uh, being radicalized uh, by the 60s radicals that I go into in the film and the book. Joel, again, you, you are not a stranger at all when it comes to these sorts of films and documentaries. And, and I, I even told folks yesterday that, you know, you're a very unique individual. I love, I love interviewing you because you've always got some great insights and things to say on the same token. Uh, folks on the other side don't think very highly of you, do they? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, you know, people that once they see the film, they uh, any of my films, they if they're open-minded, they learn a lot and they say, "Wow, I had keyword no open-minded." Yeah, if you're open-minded, I think you have no problem with me. If you're closed-minded, you may not like it that I'm uh, revealing information about your heroes that uh, you may mm. not want to know. Mm, great point. When it comes to the the conservative side, the Republicans, and I, this is my fear, do, is there anyone on that side that can beat Michelle? Well, the problem they're going to have is uh, anyone who criticizes Michelle or says something like, okay, Michelle, you need to apologize for what you did to the black community in Chicago, you know, that would open up a can of worms. Anyone who does that is going to be called a racist, mm -hmm. a sexist, and a hater. Right. So... So you're going to need a Republican candidate who's willing to, to stand up to that. And certainly Michelle will be uh, someone that they're already from the get-go uh, afraid to take on. So that's a big advantage for, for Michelle and the Democrats. Do you feel there's any 
disadvantage to Michelle in the fact that she really hasn't been much in the limelight the last, really, let's face it, eight years or so? I mean, yeah, I know she does some speaking things and so on, but to the general you know, populace of the United States of America, even the younger generation that will now, in some cases, be voting for the first time, yeah, they know the Obamas, but they may not know her as intricately, especially as you do. Does that help or hurt her? Well, she's been working it uh, every all the time. If you just look at her Twitter account, she's working it. She's uh, she's uh, you know uh, reaching out to women's groups to to girls. Uh, she's really trying to make an impression on uh, all age groups, especially uh, the Hillary crowd, the Oprah crowd, all that gang that uh, that uh, you know votes and maybe voting for the first time. She's definitely been working it. So I think she has a big advantage because the media will carry anything she says or does in positive light. And uh, when you look at my film, you'll see that Michelle really in Chicago was, uh, for years, uh, her job was to promote things and market. So that was her job for years. So I think, I think uh, it's not going to be a problem what you're, what you're, you're saying. Well, and, and again, I, again I, you've been pretty spot on on a lot of things that you've come out with in in your films, and it's funny, I just looked up her Twitter account, her tagline, girl from the south side and former first lady, wife, mother, dog lover, always hugger in chief. Yeah, right. that's a feel good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Look, uh, the whole south side girl, uh, first of all, she grew up in South Shore, which is by the lake, Lake Michigan. It's not even on the south side. But that's the image she tries mm-hmm. to promote. Even in her movie, they made a, uh, a film out of her book Becoming that's on Netflix. I urge everyone to watch it as well. And she first thing she says is, I'm from the south side of Chicago. That's all you need to know about me. <laughs> but that's not, that's a way of saying don't look any further because, in fact, she had a very privileged childhood from a political family. She ran away from the neighborhood schools to go to elite schools. And uh, she's, uh, you know, has this very privileged childhood that she doesn't want you to know about. Hmm. And uh, so she puts up this South Side girl as if yep. to say, yep. I grew up in a long cabin. of you. Yeah, but she's not. I will say this, too, and I, I again, thank you for this, because I, I, I I'm not a huge Twitter guy. I don't know. I'm just not that guy. My kids, do, my, you know, my, my one son especially is really into it and sends me different things on a periodic basis. But uh, she... She understands the power of the media end of things, and what I mean by that is she is already have it. You know, she already has a text line set up, or if somebody wants to text her personally, and you and I both know she's probably not answering any of those, but she's most likely got a staff of individuals that will. But she understands how to how to make this thing work and move forward, doesn't she? Yeah, she's been doing it for years. Uh, she's been uh, chronically manipulating black voters, especially with these stories of racial discrimination. One of the things I reveal in the film is uh, the story she's been telling for 15 years about her uh, high school counselor racially profiling her as regards her applying to Princeton. She's been telling this story for years. Turns out her high school counselor was a church-going Baptist assistant principal who was a black woman. I don't think she was racially profiled by this black lady. So Michelle tells those stories to try to get sympathy and Mm -hmm. vote from Mm -hmm. the black community. Uh, when really it's it's all bogus. So Michelle's very manipulative. You'll see when you watch the film and, and read the book. Well, she's married to one of the other most manipulative individuals in the world. That's her husband, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but Michelle's actually a little bit better at it, believe okay. it or not. She, she's okay. better at it, and she's uh, she's a good storyteller. She comes off more authentic, and that's why I thought it was so important to make the film. 
And again, it's, it's, it's important also for us to not only know about the film, but to get it out there, let people know about it as well. Again, where can they find it, Joel? Yeah, if you go to Salem Now, SalemNow.com, you can live stream the movie right now or get the DVD. And then on Amazon.com, you can get the book version. Okay. Any other exciting documentaries or things you're working on in the future besides this? Uh, pretty much this. I just came out with it last week, and, uh, you know, people are watching it. I'm doing interviews. I'll be promoting it for a while. And I think as you see the uh, things develop in politics over the next few months, uh, I think more and more people are going to understand that Michelle is running for president, and uh, she's going to base her candidacy on a life story that's just as fictitious as Barack, but more more racially divisive. Okay. Last question, Joel. How do the Democrats handle um, the switch from the incumbent Joe Biden not running and putting her in that place instead? Well, I think the Democrats now are kind of like the uh, Soviet Politburo. They're just going to tell Biden at some point, you know, you're not running. It's going to be that simple. And uh, Michelle will probably lay back a little bit and then end up coming out and saying, well, you know, I hate politics, which all politicians hate politics, by the way. But I love this country, and I love your children, so people have been asking me to run, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. It'll be something like that. I think it's gonna, she's probably going to lay back till the spring of next year. Okay. Good thoughts. Joel, again, anytime you want to promote things, let us know. We'll get you back on air, sir. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks very much. We appreciate it. Again, folks, Michelle Obama, 2024, her real-life story and plan for power. Uh, and we'll have those links, by the way, up on that here in just a little bit as well. Producer Ann will have that up. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. For all your plumbing needs, it's 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Again, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at Hi-Fi Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the high-five techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Ask about their quiet, cool system. It'll save you money. There's $300 off that system right now, and it will stabilize not only the heating and cooling of your home, but save you money at the same time. 720-526-0231. Experience the comfort level of a cool breeze with a quiet, cool install from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Your quiet, cool system evens temperatures throughout the house, so you don't need to run the A.C. all day. Colorado's temperate climate is the ideal environment for this technology because it stays cool in the evening and morning and gets hotter during the day. Your quiet, cool system pulls the hot air out through the ventilation in your attic and gives you a lower baseline temperature to work with. It's a process called thermal mass cooling. 
The cool air you feel isn't recirculated, it's fresh, straight from outside. Get a quiet, cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air to take your comfort level to the next level with a cool breeze. Mention this ad when you schedule and receive a $300 rebate. Call Absolute at 720-526-0231 and schedule your quiet, cool install. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. An absentee-owned business is better than one you need to work every day. When it comes time to sell your company, the potential buyer doesn't want to have to work there. They want it to run itself. You need to think about your future and the future of your company. When you're a small business owner, you keep big business in check. You're a vital part of the local and national economy. Your responsibility as a small business owner is to be an active participant in the planning of your business. If you don't know how to plan for the future, that's okay. Call John Rush. He can show you how to make your business more profitable or even sellable. If that's the plan, email John at RushMediaInc.com for a free one-hour consultation. Real Relatable Radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Joe, what's going on, sir? Oh, John, a couple of quick things. Uh, by the way, in that um, uh, California Nordstrom's robbery, the funniest comment I read all day was, love to see them try that in Texas. Ah, good one. Because <laughs> uh, you know how many people in Texas uh-huh. feel carry. Yep, by no, way, uh, that one, that, yeah, no, good one. Good. Um, on a related note, uh, it came out, the Chicago crime statistics came out the other day. Chicago, which is setting new records for homicides and violent crime, they've just hit a 20-year low on uh, violent crime arrests. You know what the violent crime arrest rate in Chicago is now? It's an all-time low. What is it? 5.3%. Wow. In other wow. words, if you commit, and they, wow. they call them index crimes, which are rape, robbery, you know, assault, uh-huh. murder, homicide, Five point three percent. So you have a, you only have a one in twenty chance of getting arrested if you commit a violent crime in Chicago. And I'm and so there's probably no connection between a five point three percent arrest rate and a surge in violent crime. You, those two aren't related, are they? Um, you think? <laughs> <laughs> just you know, just leave the violent you know, just leave the violent criminals out out on the street. Um. And I know this isn't fixed at radio, but since I just listened to a commercial for your sponsor for the, uh, uh, was it uh, the, the, the what's the system they have? The cooling system. The quiet cool system. Quiet cool system. Um, since it's we're having a heat, you're having a heat wave, and I know we traded some heat whales. Um, you talked about this in Fix It Radio, but just for your listeners who didn't hear the show on Saturday, um, cooling your house at chilling your house at night. Um, when a electric rates could be cheaper, but more importantly, your your air conditioning unit works just more efficiently, right? Much more, right? Instead yeah. of eleven hundred watts per ton, it's like six hundred watts per ton. So you're getting uh, for the same amount of electricity, you're getting twice as much cooling. If you don't mind sleeping with a blanket, if you can really chill your house down, particularly if your basement is air conditioning and you have concrete floors and concrete walls and steel support pipes. If you can chill your house down, the sheetrock, by the way, will soak up the cold. If you can chill your house down um, overnight, uh, then when it gets to the middle of the day, um, you won't be working your air conditioner so much, sorry, because all that cooling that was absorbed 
into the walls and floors and even mm-hmm. the cabinet, your cabinets and your refrigerator shell and your, you know, all of that will come back to you in terms of reduced uh, cooling load in the afternoon. Uh, and again, in the afternoon, your air conditioner is working very, very hard. Right. What, what drives up your cost is the difference between the inside temperature and the outside temperature. So the smaller that difference, the cheaper it is to make to make cold. No, it makes total sense. And I, again, I'd never really heard, again, we're in Colorado. We, we up to this point really haven't even had those different rates. The efficiencies, I can see a huge difference in uh, just because I know enough about how you know AC works to, to know that side of it. But we in Colorado are just now getting into that time of use end of things. I did find out, Joe, from just doing a little more investigative work that, you know, places like Arizona where, you know, they use AC literally almost 12 months out of the year and they have time of use. A lot of folks in Arizona, if not all, do exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And if you have commercial listeners or if any of your listeners are responsible, there's also something called peak demand charge uh, that says, in addition to charging you for how much you use, then we may charge you different rates at different times a day. We're also going to look at the highest instantaneous demand during the month. And whatever that peak was, we're going to continue to charge you a percentage of that. It's called a ratchet provision, typically mm-hmm. 75%. Uh, and, and your monthly demand fee is never going to be less than 75% of the maximum peak you established in the previous 12 months, which means I'm going to make up a number. So let's say there was an hour in August when your commercial building used uh, – 200,000 watts of power, which is 200 kilowatts. Mm-hmm. You use 200 kilowatts for five minutes. Um, it doesn't have to be a whole hour, just for five-minute period. Uh, in one afternoon in August, they, and let's say the demand fee is, is uh, 50 bucks a kilowatt hour or per kilowatt. For the next 11 months, you're never going to pay less than 75% of that maximum number for the next 11 months. That's where this thermal cooling cause, or, or Putting your switching your buildings over to generators for that hour or so uh, will save you money because the demand charge, and I don't know if uh, uh, public service in Colorado has done it yet, but in most other big cities, they've added in addition to time in addition to time of day, they've added a peak demand penalty. The logic being, hey, we had to build this ginormous power plant to meet that need, and even though that need was only there for an hour, maybe one hour for year. You have to help pay for that plant because we had to build a plant big enough to mm, meet that, good point. that short-term need. Yep. So you have to pay for it for the rest of the year. So if you have commercial listeners or commercial users, they should be very cognizant of peak demand. Yep. No, great point. And this is, uh, again, folks listening, I don't care where you live in the United States of America, Joe, uh, without but a few exceptions, your rates of energy are you know costs i should say whether that be gasoline or other it's going to increase if it hasn't yet it will be correct correct it already has it's gone from 11 to 13 nationwide it's it's up by almost 20 percent and to tell you where it's going but, you know but real quick even here in here in colorado with the puc having to give approvals and so on if you think for a second they're not going to approve those increases they're going to absolutely and particularly when they say well uh, you know, they wanted to build more wind, and, the, of course, the power companies are regulated monopoly. They are guaranteed a, a profit on every dollar they spend. So the PUSA said, we want you to spend – we want you to put up another 100 wind turbines. Okay, well, they're $3.5 million apiece. We want us to put up 100 of them. Uh, you know, that's $350 million. You know, and great, fine, we'll put that right in, and it goes into the rate, and everybody's going to pay for it. Uh, and they're more than happy to do that because they're guaranteed a profit, even if they don't make economic sense. 
Um, so that's going to happen. Yep. The other uh, was oh down I lost my train a short train I lost. No, my train. we're getting close to the end, so it's all good. We're fine. Okay, not a problem. All right, well, that's my rant on power today and, and crime in Chicago. And, you're a good man. I'm in California. Thanks, Joe. Right. Appreciate it very much. I always appreciate you what you add. I'm, I really mean that. American National Insurance is next, folks. Make sure that you are properly insured and saving the most money while doing so. My good friend Paul Lewinberger, who he is a friend. He's my agent as well, and he'll take care of you much like friends do. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance will get to know you. A computer can't know you personally, but Paul will. As an insurance agent, he'll work hard to make sure that you aren't underinsured. When it comes to classic or higher-valued cars and trucks, Paul incorporates declared value, which accounts for the added value that you put into your car or truck. After all, it's your hard-earned dollars that have been invested, so be certain you'll be financially whole again if a crisis occurs. When you buy insurance from the Internet, not a person, you don't get that immediate feeling of relief. You go online and plug in different things so that a calculator can spit out a price. You'll typically get state minimums for liability insurance, and you won't get it tailored to your specific needs. You'll probably end up talking to multiple agents who you won't speak to again. Work with Paul every time. For personalized, honest insurance, call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789. Stay up to date with Rush to Reason after the show on Twitter at Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. About it for this uh, first hour. I have a few seconds left is all, and I had a few more things that I was going to uh, insert into this hour. I didn't get a chance to. uh, Coach Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, uh, which, like the guy or not, he is really taking some heat because of some comments that he made regarding pro-life. He said, on abortion, have the courage to let the unborn live. And even hardcore Michigan fans are, man, they are coming back against him, just reeling back at him. Yes, he's got some support from folks like us as well. But, man, this guy is taking some heat for saying that. He said, you know, my faith, the way that I live my life. He says, I believe in having the courage to let the unborn live. I love life. I believe in having loving care and respect for life and death. My faith and my science are what drives these beliefs in me. And he said a few other things in uh, Jeremiah about that as well. So, you know what, Jim? Wasn't a huge fan before, but I like you. We'll be right back. Hour number three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.